You are listening to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and I'm joined here each episode with my co-host, Chrissy Dunham, and we just want to say thanks for tuning in. Have you ever wondered what the Bible has to say about worry and fear? Have you ever wondered how to decorate an odd-shaped room? Have you ever wondered how to make a quiche with a sweet potato crust? Well, you're in the right place because we talk about all the things. If we don't know the answers to some of life's biggest, most wonderful questions, the guests we have on certainly will. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Chrissy Dunham, and I am here with Lisa Clark. And I want you all to know that Lisa has turned 60. Does everyone need to know that, Chrissy? (laughs) That's important news for everybody. It's very important news because now we're closer in age, (laughs) a little closer in age. Seriously, we had a great celebration, but this is how it dovetails together, Lisa. Okay. So we went and celebrated down on 30A. Right. And it's one of our favorite places to go. Lisa went there and spent basically a month with family and then invited a few friends in and we celebrated her B-I-G, big. (laughs) So how does it feel, Lisa, to be an older, mature, wise woman? Well, you know, I, I think it just needs to be said that I'm always going to be younger than you so that, you know, at least I know there's one person older than me. So that mm-hmm. makes me feel really mm-hmm. good about myself. Wow. Thanks, Lisa. So there's Thanks. that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as you know, you don't feel any different, uh, but you're, you kind of plays a little bit of a head game on you. And you have to kind of wrap your head around the fact that you're 60 now. And and I, I remember Sharon Kendall, who listens to the podcast, one of our friends, said this to me when she turned 60 and and I don't know how many years ago this was a few years ago, but she said, you're not going to feel any different. You're just, you're still going to feel like your young self that has big plans and a go-getter. But she said, everyone else is going to think of you now as older, (laughs) especially your kids. They're going to be like, whoa, mom's 60. So I've had that in my head for a while and I'm prepared, you know, for that. I was prepared for that when, when I hit it, but it's, it's great. You know, I feel good. God's given me a new, fresh vision and word, and I'm excited about the future. So it's all good, Chrissy. It's all good. I love it. I love it. I think the older we get, the better we get. That's what I think. But the reason I bring up Lisa being old And the beach is because our guest today, Lisa and I actually met at the beach. We met at Watercolor. She is friends of a dear friend of ours, Teresa Krell. And Teresa introduced us to this amazing woman. And we sat around a table and she told us her story. And I was blown away. And we told her to have you on our podcast. So here we are about a year later, and I want to introduce our listeners to Amy Kirby. Welcome, Amy, to the Wonder Podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. And speaking of 60, last year when I met you, it was my 60th birthday. Yes, so I that's think right. I'm right between you two girls. And Lisa, <laughs> for sure, I feel a lot more mature, and but I don't feel any older. Well, okay, there, there we go. go. 
There you go. There you go. Well, Amy lives in Kansas City. And uh, Teresa introduced us to her and I was blown away by her story and we are having her on so that she can share her story today. And I want you to get a cup of coffee, sit back and listen. Most of you are driving is what I understand. Or so doing laundry. Yeah. <laughs> keep your eyes on the road, focus on what you're doing. But I really want you to hear her story because she has some great, great things to share. So Amy, just tell us a little bit about yourself and then jump into your story. Well, I grew up in Kansas City and I kind of wanted to share, I have lots of parts of my story, but today I'm going to focus on adoption because, um, and kind of my mantra of my life is that God is a good shepherd and he knows the way. And what a lot of you may not know is that Kansas city was the adoption hub of the United States from like probably 1906 to 1969, women from all over the United States would come by train. There's a big train station in Kansas City and Kansas City centrally located. And they would come in secret when they they found out they were having a baby and they would get picked up at the train station. And many of them would be taken to different um, maternity homes. And that's what happened with me. My biological mother was in college, found out she was pregnant. And so she made an adoption plan. And she acted like she was going back to college, but instead came to Kansas City and came to this place called the Willows, which was, they call it the mansion on the hill. It was right down the street from Union Station. And so God really provided a way for her, bringing her to Kansas City and then provided a way for me because she brought me life. And then I was adopted into an amazing family. And um, little did I know, so I always had a heart for adoption, but um, about a year and a half ago, my husband passed away and um, I needed God to show me the way and I needed to go back to work full time. So he led me to this amazing adoption agency in Kansas City. It's a Christian adoption agency called Zoe's House. And so for the last year and a half, I've been working there. I'll just insert here, Amy, because it was just such a pleasure to meet you and visit with you and hear your story. I totally agree with Chrissy. It was just so, so good. At that time, I did not know you were adopted. So this is new news, I think, to us. But, you know, as growing up adopted, as an adopted young girl, um, just give us some insights into that as to how that shaped you and brought you into adulthood. And sounds like your family was incredible. Share with us just some insights on that. So right after I was adopted, my parents got pregnant with my sister. And so she was biological. And so I think growing up and having a biological sister and me being adopted, I mean, my parents, my mom always said I was born in her heart and my sister was born in her stomach, which I think is a good thing to talk oh, about. I love yeah, and that's sweet. But um, you guys don't know all my story, but when I was 10, my um, mother that adopted me actually passed away. And actually that's how we became believers is our, our housekeeper who took care of us, uh, was a Christian. And she led my mom to the Lord, my dad to the Lord and my sister and I to the Lord. But, um, so then my dad, I also have an adopted brother anyway. So it was just kind of, you know, now that's more common, but back then that wasn't quite as common. So I think I felt, you know, I just wasn't sure about it all. So, and I did end up finding my biological mother after I had, uh, children. 
Wow. Tell us about that. How did that go? Well, it went great. I mean, she she was a believer and she um, has since, you know, had children. And so, yeah, contacted her when my son was small and then we met and, you know, we had a good relationship. I mean, it's not like it's your biological mother, but you know, it was really uh, healing to, especially my sister being biological. It's like people would talk about who she looked like, and then they would come to me and it would be like, oh, I don't know what to say. So the first time I met her, I felt like I saw my eyes in someone. I saw my hands and I felt like it was kind of a holy moment that I met her and saw myself in someone else for the first time. Wow. That must be really hard, but also fun uh, to see that. So yeah. talk about what the Lord uh, did in your life. You had mentioned to Lisa and I that he has always been your good shepherd with the death of your husband and with the life that the Lord has given you. So talk to us about that part of your story. Well, um, so yeah, about a year and a half ago, I found that I was, my husband had died and um, there were just, you know, left me kind of in a situation where I needed to go back to work full time. And so I just, you know, went back to the Lord as my good shepherd and just said, okay, God, you're going to have to provide because I really was, I was a teacher by trade and taught homeschoolers one day a week, but, and then I worked at J crew, which I don't know if you guys knew, but I didn't really have a lot of skills to like do a full-time job. So the Lord just led me. I had gotten involved at Zoe's house and I had asked Kelsey Bolander. She is the director of Zoe's house. If she could write a reference for me, because I was, I was actually applying to a school. Then later she asked me if I had gotten hired by that school. And I said, no. And she said, well, you know, we'd been talking about hiring you for like two years. And so uh, a lot of the social worker that I'm not that I'm a social worker, but you can work with expecting moms you know, without a social work degree, but I am actually in development here. But so she hired me here. And, but my, one of my prayers was when I was praying to the Lord, asking him to lead and guide me in a job, I wanted a job that he could really use me. And not that God can't use you in any kind of secular job. He used me at J crew, you know, he used me in the public school, but I felt like, you know, he brought me full circle back to my story of adoption. I was able to come into a place where we give dignity and encouragement and love to these expecting moms as they're going through a hard time. And just as my biological mom went through and then seeing, you know, couples that haven't been able to have children and the Lord's needs them as their good shepherd to provide families or children for them. And so it filled what I needed. And then I can also be used here at Zoe's house and just to see how a Christian adoption agency works and how much care that we do give these expecting moms. We don't just meet them, work with them until they have their babies. We work with them for six weeks after we have a support group for them. You know, we uh, support them in any ways that, uh, that we can and, you know, talk about how they're empower them to know that they're making a plan for their child. Um, it's future. And then also, you know, just these couples that are coming in to adopt and how a lot of them have come out of hard places of trying to get pregnant, or maybe they have a heart to, to just adopt. So they're coming from all different places. And just to see these families that love the Lord 
walk into these relationships. We also believe in open adoptions and some are open and some are closed. It's up to the expecting mom, but, you know, just to see how those relationships happen. So I feel very blessed to be in a place where I'm working with other believers, but also having the Lord use me. So Amy, you work with Zoe's house. You all work with the expectant mama and with the birth parents. I mean, with the adoptive parents. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, and you're just kind of the bridge between that, those, those two, just helping them come together and, and then giving them all the things they need up and up to that. And then past that on both sides. Correct. And, and also giving the chance for these expecting moms to, decide what kind, you know, they get to choose, you know, do they want someone that has children or doesn't have children or somebody that lives like in the country or somebody that lives nearby, or, you know, we just, we bring the two families together and, you know, it's just, it's a holy moment just to see um, them come together and to see how that all is orchestrated. Do they come from are you just servicing the Kansas city area or can someone from Texas or Arkansas come to Zoe's house? How does that work? That's a good question. So yes, we, for expecting moms, we only service them in Kansas and Missouri because we are hands-on. We want to be able to drive and see them, but for adoptive parents, we can service people in Texas. We can service people on the East coast, the West coast. And a lot of it just depends on if they're open to, you know, if a expecting mom is from Kansas or Missouri, you know, that they could commit to maybe coming to Kansas City or to that kind of thing. But yes, we we actually have just even placed in Texas in the past year in Dallas. That's awesome. So the girls, the expecting mothers, do they come there and live? Do you have a facility that they no, live? we do not. We we have a big office building and we have meetings here. We you know, a lot of times the expecting moms meet with the couples that they choose here in the office or meet with attorneys or we we do visits here. But we do work with pregnancy centers. We work with hospitals. We work with homeless shelters, you know, anywhere that we can find uh, mamas that need help. And so we have spent money trying to get, so if moms are Googling, like in the middle of the night that our agency will pop up, but we do take our girls to the doctor. We take them to the grocery store. We help them get on food stamps. If they need that, you know, we, um, we do all kinds of things for them, but we try to keep them in their own, um, you know, geographical area, help them get doctors kind of where they live just so they can continue moving forward in their community and um, that kind of thing. Are the moms that come to you um, ever on the fence about whether to give birth or not? That, that is a good question. Most of them are more on the fence with if they they usually want, they are usually wanting to give birth, but sometimes they're not sure if they are wanting to do, make an adoption plan or if they're wanting to keep their baby, you know, and if they're, I mean, we do have ones that, you know, aren't sure. So we, the first thing that we do is we try to make them feel safe. We have um, actually a whole closet with clothes that they can come and we outfit them in clothes. A lot of times we'll get them on food stamps. We'll do anything that we can. So to make them feel stable and help them make good choices. So we really, you know, our goal is that their kids, uh, that they would choose life 
of course. And then, you know, if they decide to parent, we champion that, you know, we want them to parent. We don't want them to make an adoption plan if they want to parent. And so, you know, if they want to parent, we'll move them into another sector, you know, like working with advice and aid or, or someone that can help them with those needs. So, but the, and then sometimes they'll go to advice and aid and then they decide, well, we really want to make an adoption plan. So they call us. So we are constantly networking and in our community, just, you know, making sure that women know where we are, they know how to reach us and that other people that service women that are in the, this, you know, that are pregnant, they know how to get a hold of us if they want to make an adoption plan. So if I am a family that's interested in adoption, can I call you and get Mm -hmm. on a list? Like if we have a listener that's like, we have been really praying about adoption and this sounds good to me and I want more information. Tell me how you help the family that's wanting to adopt. So, so basically they can either call or they can go online and just Google Zoe's house adoption agency in Kansas city. And then there's paperwork there. And then you start with the paperwork and then you move it forward. And then that goes on into a social worker. And then, you know, you'll get interviewed and you'll have to have a home study and, you know, we'll start working with you and, so yeah, there's a, it's a big process. And the one thing that I do like about Zoe's house is we don't try to bring on too many families all at once because we don't want you to sit on our list forever and ever. So say that maybe you have several children, but we have a lot of other families that have several children. We might not invite you in just right away because again, we don't want people sitting on our list forever. So you know, we make our list manageable to where, you know, hopefully you'll get chosen sooner than later. Amy, let's talk about, so we started at the top of the podcast and you shared that God is a good shepherd and he knows the way. Yes. And you went through a hard season of life for sure a year and a half ago. And yet God, you found God faithful mm-hmm. and he brought you to this place. and. I'm sure you came pretty open-handed, like, God, what do you have for me? Certainly I need to pay some bills, right? I just think with coming with this age, I'll reflect on, on our age for a minute. Okay. Okay. That's good. (laughs) You could have gotten a job, but what you did was you turned your path, your passion into your purpose. Yes. And, And I think it's just such a beautiful thing. And I think this comes with maturity, right? In the blessing of maturity and the wisdom that comes from, I mean, we can all say that the wisdom we have now is almost worth the journey Totally, because we're not um, where we were 30 years ago, 40 years ago and doing dumb things and thinking dumb things and what comes with youth, right? So you've come to this place in your life where you've turned your passion into your purpose and you are. I mean, I can only imagine that you're hopping out of the bed every morning and you're so I'm looking at you now on this call on the video, and I just see that you're excited about what you're talking about, that you're passionate about it, that it's given you new life. I mean, 
isn't that just the goodness of the Lord, how he can turn our heartaches and our heartbreaks into something really good? I mean, that's scriptural, right? That's right out of Romans. Totally. And I appreciate you, you bringing that up. And, you know, and I do think that maturity helps along the way, because, you know, I think about my my birth mom many years ago, being a college student and finding out that she's pregnant and figuring out what God has for her and her, you know, her bravery and coming to Kansas city and going to a home for unwed mothers, you know, in secret or, and I think, you know, just living my life and the different things I haven't shared this, you guys may not know this, but in 2013, I also had breast cancer and so God, you know, walked me through that and actually knowing who my expect, who my birth mom was helped me make a decision because she had had breast cancer. But I think, you know, walking with the Lord and, and having walked with him many years helps us know that, you know, God's got this That's and right. that he is the good shepherd and that he knows the way and that he does lead and guide us. And, and that even though we have heartache, like breast cancer or a loss of a loved one, or, you know, just even seeing my children um, walk through the loss of their father was just heart-wrenching for me. Sure. And, um, you know, two of my boys have bought homes in this past year and just seeing them buy their homes without having a father to help them hang their TV or those kind of things have been really, really hard for me to watch but knowing that God is going to use it and it may not seem like it to them right now, but for me, just living the past that I live, losing my mom when I was 10 and getting a stepmom, and God has really, I think, prepared me to have the faith to continue believing. Amen. I love that. So Amy, if you gave advice to an older woman that finds herself with a husband that has the Lord has called home and just struggling. Like, what do I do now? What did you do to put one step in front of the other? And what was the process that took you to where you are today? Give her some advice. Okay. Well, I think for me and what I went through is I was in shock. And I, I think for a while I was just getting up and doing the next thing every day going to work. And also my job, I had to learn a lot because again, I hadn't been working and my computer skills weren't where they needed to be, but just don't give up. And just, you know, there were many days that I was in my office, probably kind of tears in my eyes, just thinking, okay, God, how do I do this? Or how do I do this? And, you know, God just, you know, would lead and guide me it's not something that's going to happen overnight. And it's just waking up and saying, okay, God, this day is yours. Uh, You're going to have to lead and guide me just like you did the Israelites when they came out of Egypt, you know, trying to find their way to the promised land. Should I go right? Or should I go left and then listen to him? Or there were times when I even reached out to a friend and said, okay, how do I do this on my computer? And she would be like, okay, this is what you do. And, you know, you just have to get out there and do the best you can and rely on the Lord. And he has definitely led me. And so I tend to, you know, have panicked at different times, but also just knowing that, you know, if I give God a little bit of time, sometimes he doesn't work on my time schedule, but he, he will definitely work. And I would say, honestly, the second year has been almost harder than the first year because I think I was just in shock and just doing the next thing. And um, this year it's been 
a little bit more real and um, I've been more settled in my job and being able to, um, I think, tap into what I've been through and, um, you know, and, and having community. I mean, I just had really been in a good Christian community where I've had so many friends that have been there for me, even my friends that got the call about my computer or, or, you know, just even helped me move or helped me unpack or helped me uh, with my budget or decorate my house or whatever. I just think continuing on with your Christian friends um, or making new ones. I've met, met a lot of new friends. I think all of those things. So the Lord's sweet on our journey. He, he is a good shepherd. And I love that he's taking your story full circle. That was his plan from the start. And I love how Lisa said he took your passion and turned it into a purpose because we all have a purpose. Right. So, um, Lisa, do you have anything else to ask? Well, I'm just wondering how do how does someone get in touch with Zoe's house? Give us a link or well, a well, Zoe's house adoption. So Zoe's you can do info at Zoe's house adoptions.com or Amy, if you want to email me, Amy A-M-I-E at Zoe's house adoptions.com. Uh, my name is Amy, A-M-I-E, because my biological mother named me Jamie after my birth father and my parents that adopted me dropped the J and that's why my name is Amy, A-M-I-E. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And one other little thing is it was a blessing meeting you all last year and my friend Teresa sharing my story and you all who I didn't even know prayed for me. And then I got to meet you in watercolor and you prayed for me there. And I'm really looking forward to coming down to Dallas and meeting back up with people that I didn't even know that were really praying for me. That's how sweet the Lord is when you walk with him and you're faithful uh, with your walk and obedient. He takes care of every little detail. And I love that we were praying for you and didn't even know who you were we just knew about you and Teresa's a sweet friend. So we have loved having you on the podcast Thank and you I me. hope that people find this helpful. And um, if you're looking for a way to support someone, look up Zoe's place and see what you can do. And if you live in the Kansas city area, go volunteer, go help yeah. these people out. So we have loved having you on, Amy, and we just pray the richest blessings of God over your life. Thank you so much. much. And back at you. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. We are thrilled that you've spent this time with us. Just want to say thank you. We also want to make sure you're aware that we have another podcast called Raising Sinners. It's on the Christian Parenting Network. And we would love for you to join us there, too. If you've got kiddos or know someone who does, check us out at Raising Sinners, the podcast for parents. And lastly, Chrissy and I also want to just thank those of you who have been so generous to support our podcast ministry. If you're interested in doing that, we would love for you to go to ChrissyDunham.org and click on the party table. You can make any size donation and all of those proceeds go to help us with our podcast ministry. So if you've done that before, we thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you'd like to check it out, please do. So God bless you. And thanks again for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast.